Grab your Bibles, jump to your feet today. We're going to the Word of the Lord, the book of Luke, the 19th chapter. The book of Luke, the 19th chapter. We're going to begin reading with verse number 33. Luke 19, verse 33. And as they were loosing the colt, its owner said unto them, Why loose ye the colt? And they said, The Lord hath need of him. And they brought him to Jesus, and they cast their garments upon the colt, and they set Jesus on it. And as he went, they spread their clothes in the way, and when he was come near, even at the descent of the Mount of Olives. The whole multitude of the disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works that they had seen, saying, Blessed be the King who cometh in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. And some of the Pharisees from among the multitude said unto him, Master, rebuke thy disciples. And he answered and said unto them, I tell you that if these should hold their peace, the stones would immediately cry out. I tell you that if these should hold their peace, the stones would immediately cry out. I want to talk to you or preach to you for the next few moments, and the title is, is somewhat ambiguous to the text, but I want to combine two levels of thought victim or victor or stones taking your place victim or victor or stones taking your place what a very fascinating portion of scripture and the, that Dr. Luke wrote and recorded here, I'm, I'm so impressed with the mosaic of people that Christ included into his ministry. It gives me hope. I said, it gives me hope. He chose from doctors to peasants, fishermen to tax collectors to be part of his entourage and part of his inner circle of, of faithful followers. He chose one man that most of us would have excluded because he had a little cursing problem. preacher this week 
told of a story how that he had had a new convert come to curse cancer out of a person who had just been diagnosed. And what he intended to hear was mightily different from what the new convert had to say. He began to use all kinds of profanities to talk to the cancer. But that's okay. Sometimes we become so artificial and so religious and so proper <laughs> and so religious in our way of thinking that our prayers have become formal and powerless. But I want to tell you something today. The Bible said that if any man be a worshiper, God hears him. Sometimes it's not near as much the way you say it as what you say. It's not the vocabulary and the vernacular that you use. It's the heart that says it. Some people, I have heard some what we would consider very off-colored things, but they said it in such an attitude of faith that God could respond. Sometimes, even in a moment of silence, when you can't articulate words, nobody knows what I'm talking about today. But you can't put words, just ask Hannah, who got labeled as an alcoholic at an altar, but prayed with such desperation that heaven moved and a womb was open. <laughs> You're waiting on learning how to say it when sometimes you just need to say it. Remember, first lesson in this series was say so. Open your mouth and say so. When the heart begins to communicate, and Romans chapter 8 would talk about a time when we know not how we ought to pray, but the Spirit begins to make intercession through us, with groanings that cannot be uttered. So when you look at the story presented to us today, you have a dichotomy, you have a clash of ideologies. I find it interesting that the writer here begins in our reading to say that they were borrowing a colt, and when asked of the owners who told you to loose the colt, or the colt, and the disciples just simply said, the Lord hath need of it. The Lord hath need of it. The Lord hath need of it. Can I address every individual under the sound of my voice today that the Lord hath need of you? 
You are trying to qualify yourself. You are trying to position yourself to a place where you feel like you deserve or are worthy to be used. And the Lord sent a preacher on this Sunday to tell you that the Lord hath need of you. You're trying to clean up your act, and I, I think some of that's proper, and we ought to work on ourselves and, and, and push towards maturity in Christ. But, but some of you, if you're not careful, will become so religious that you will disqualify yourself for what the Master has need of you for. Some of you are afraid to go back into the environments that God brought you out of, and yet that's the very thing that he wants to do, is take you back full of the Holy Ghost, the keeping power of God, and take you right back into the face of adversity, and say it's not by might, and it's not by power, but it's by the Spirit of the Lord that I come to you. Some men trust in horses and some men trust in chariots, but we will remember the name of the Lord our God. David said, you come to me with a sword and a spear, but I come to you in the name of the Lord. Some of you discount the power of the Holy Ghost that's working inside of you. He brought you out that he might bring you in. He brought you out that you might become a testimony to his glory. The Lord hath need of you. I come to preach to somebody. I came to loose somebody today to tell you that the master has need of you and before you disqualify yourself and before you exempt yourself of duty the Lord sent a preacher to get in your face on Sunday morning to tell you that you are qualified and with his power no weapon formed against you shall prosper you are more than a conqueror through Jesus Christ who loved you oh who am I preaching to on this Sunday, uh, the Lord hath need. Touch two or three people and just tell them, the Lord, the Lord, the Lord, the Lord. Come on, touch two or three people. You can go ahead. They don't have the cooties. It's okay. The Lord hath need of you. The Lord hath need of you. The Lord hath need. Oh, I'm too young. The Lord hath need of you. Oh, I'm too old. The Lord hath need of you. I hadn't been in the church long enough. The Lord hath need of you. I find it interesting he chose a cult of which the scripture said upon never a man had set. He is not wanting you to become entrenched in religion. Some of you are first-generation believers. He's called you into something more powerful than you can ever imagine. Some of us have been used in the power and the glory of God beyond our capabilities, and we can testify today that he lifted us up in places that we had no business being because the Lord hath need of us. 
Some of you are positioned not by your own choosing, but by the power. How many understand today that the steps of a good man is ordered of the Lord? Come on, somebody. The steps of a good man are ordered of the Lord. Some of you today have a job that you're not even qualified to have. Some of us married way above our league. I mean, we married way on up there. Our steps are ordered of the Lord because the Lord hath need of us. Some of you are positioned to go to places that you could not dream, ever dream in your mind because your parents prophesied your demise. They said what a failure you were, but God has positioned you because your heavenly Father is not looking at where you came from, but He's looking at the power that He has invested in you to raise you up. Somebody say He's raised raising me up. Come on, somebody. He's raised. Oh, look at your neighbor and say, he's raising me up. You, you, you better get ready because I'm about to step into something I'm not qualified for because he hath need of me. Peter, you're not qualified to preach on Pentecost. You're just an old fisherman. But when the power of the Holy Ghost gets in somebody, he'll take you places, put you in positions, lift you up, cause you to make money when everybody else is not Oh, hear me, somebody. The Lord hath need of you. The Lord hath need of you. And so he's raising up first-generation believers to do mighty things. Daniel said, the people that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits. <laughs> Oh, hallelujah. I'm not even going to talk to you about start believing in yourself today. I'm just going to preach until you do start believing in yourself. I'm going to start preaching uh, until you realize uh, that I'm destined for something. Uh, I'm not trying to raise. Be careful of people that are trying to put themselves on a stage. Uh, be weary of people that are trying to raise themselves because a haughty spirit goes before a fall and pride goeth before destruction. Uh, but I want to tell somebody, it's not your choice. Somebody's about to hear a voice in the middle of the night like Samuel. Samuel, it's not going to be Eli, an old carnal priest calling. It's the voice of the Lord. Jeremiah, I saw you when you were formed in the belly of the womb. Who am I preaching to on this Sunday? The Lord hath need of you. The Lord's calling you today because he hath need of you. And so he said, the Lord hath. And the Bible said that they sent, they, they that were sent went their way. They, they took what they went after. God is positioning certain things in your life. You don't even understand and I don't even understand the magnitude of what he's putting in your hand. When Israel left Egypt, it was the greatest jewelry heist that has ever happened. He said to Abraham, when you go out, you're going to go out full. Somebody shout fool. When you go out, you're going to go out fool. 
You're going to go out with an abundance. Can I preach to somebody today that God's got everything you need to accomplish the task that he has positioned you for? And I tell you, you shall not go out empty, but you shall go out full. You shall go out in the power of the Holy Ghost. And when enemies come against you, they will have to flee because greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. Can I get a great big amen in this house today? And so they that went, they went their way, they were sent away, and, and so they, they came to Jesus. And the Bible said that they, they cast their garments upon the colt, and they set Jesus. Now, now notice here, there are two groups of people. The Bible says it was the disciples that began to praise him. Later on in the context of scripture, you will find it is not the disciples that are trying to get the crowd to be quiet. It is the religious folk. It is the people that should have been praising him that weren't. It was the people that should have recognized the Messiah but didn't. Can I just help somebody today quit paying attention to religious folk? Quit paying attention to the way other churches are doing it. The disciples are shouting, Blessed be the Lord who cometh in the name of the Lord. The Pharisees are saying, Y'all are getting out of hand. You need to calm it down just a little bit. But the reason they were praising him is because of perception. The Bible said they were praising him because of what they had seen. Now pardon me just a moment and let's back up. Because Jesus had performed the same miracles in the sight of the Pharisees. Oh, remember one, one Sabbath day when, when Jesus healed a man with a withered hand and the Pharisees said, you can't do this, this is on the... Remember another time at the pool of Bethesda when he called a man with the palsy and said, take up your bed and walk. And when, they, when he did, the Pharisees said, you can't do this. This is on the... They both had seen the mighty works of God. They both had witnessed the miracle power of Jesus but one saw it as an intrusion into their religion and one saw it as a point of deliverance can I tell us today that our praise will be predicated on the way we see things I, I read something the other day and I just loved it. I put it in my mental bank. It said, quit arguing if the, half, if the cup's half full or half empty. Just drink it. 
while we're sitting around and, and we're passing our, our opinion and we're passing our, our philosophy and we got all kinds of philosophical ideas and where's somebody that will just say thank you for bringing me out of darkness uh, while, while we're trying to categorically put everything into a religious category where's somebody that will just say I don't know how he did it and I don't know why he did it but I'm just glad that he did it uh, I'm just thankful thankful today that he brought me out. I'm just thankful that he picked me up. I'm just thankful that he turned me around. Where are some people that's just glad that he's done it? I don't need an explanation. I don't need theology. I'm not looking on somebody to give me Adam Clarks and Matthew Henry. I'm just glad that he found me. I'm just glad that he... Oh, where's somebody today that you're just glad he found you? I'm going to wear some crazy folk today. Where's some crazy folk that you're just thankful that he brought you out? Man, you can't explain it. You don't. You may be the only one in your family. You may be the only one in your community. But oh, he found me. Oh, he chose me. Oh, he delivered me. Hallelujah. And so the Bible says, the Pharisees from among, notice this, among the multitude. They were mixed in the crowd. Don't get skeptical of your neighbor, but just know. To just know. Some people aren't excited about you being delivered as you are. Oh, 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 let me help you just a minute too. Because when God raises you up, not everybody is going to be excited about it. When God gives you that job, how, how'd you get that job? When, when God blesses you with a home, I know your credit score. Had a man this week in a conversation tell me that he got a job and he didn't even know how to do the job so he brought a guy from the other job that he came from to help him teach him how to do not everybody's going to be thankful but it's not you being qualified. It's about God having need of you. It's about God. Oh, you ain't going to help me preach today, but, but I feel like preaching a little bit. Uh, not everybody uh, is going to be excited about what God. But let me tell you, uh, when God raises you up, don't get all starchy about it. Uh, don't get all sophisticated about it. Don't lose your praise uh, when God raises you. Oh, look, look at me. Look where, where I am. Look at this job I I have, and you come in here like you deserve to be where you at. We all know you don't deserve to be where you're at, but God, who is rich in mercy, but God raise you up, but God set your feet in high places. Don't lose your praise because in the multitude, there were people that were not happy about what was going on. I love the story in John. I believe it's John chapter 6 when Jesus healed a man that was born blind. And the disciples looked at the man and looked at Jesus and said, Who sinned? 
that this man was born blind. And Jesus' response to them was, nobody. He was born blind that the works of God. I said he was born blind that the works of God. Some of you don't like where you came from. But it wasn't about your parents and it wasn't about you. See, you, you want to praise him for where you are now. You need to praise him for where you came from. I said you need to praise him where you came from. Because where you came from is, is as important as where you are or where God's taken you. Nobody sinned that he was born blind. He was born blind that the works of God may be made manifest in him. It's a setup. Just touch your neighbor and say, it's a setup. It's a setup. Come on, touch two or three people and tell them, it's a setup. It's a setup. It's a setup. God put you there. You were born into the family. You were born in for a reason. You went through the testing that you've gone through for a reason. It's a setup that God can say, you didn't do it. You didn't lift yourself out. You didn't bring yourself up. You didn't pull yourself up by your bootstraps. It was me. I came where you were. I found you, the refuge of the nation. I came to the quagmire of sin. I picked you up. I set you in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. I'm preaching better than you're responding. Because some of you, some of you are not praising him like he deserves to be praised. I said, some of you are not praising him like he deserves to be praised. See, you done got all religious. The Pharisees had more impact on you than you've had on them. Hey, Jesus, I love how they did it. They said to Jesus, they said, your disciples. It's about like one of your kids are walking or are acting up and you walk in and you say, your child. Your ch do you know what your child just did? Well, when all of a sudden did it become my child? Your disciples. We want you to know categorically that we're not part of this. We're not involved in this. It's your disciples that are making all the racket. It's your disciples that are making all the noise. I kind of just expect Jesus to look at him and said, well, I wouldn't expect you to acknowledge it. It's your disciples. Notice the word disciple. A follower of Christ. A follower of Christ. Someone that's intimate with him. Someone that's close to him. 
someone who understands I would not be where I am today. I would not be where I am today. The psalmist said, had it not been for the Lord on my side, where would I be? I wouldn't be where I am today if it hadn't been for him. Oh, some of you need to just think about it for a moment. Where would you be if Jesus hadn't come into your life? Where would you be today if Jesus hadn't found you? Where? Your disciples are making too much noise. Jesus said to him, said, well, let me just tell you something. If these hold their peace, the stones are going to cry out. He said, if these people shut up, the rocks and the stones are going to cry out. Let me tell you about a stone one day that a little shepherd boy by the name of David going to face a giant by the name of Goliath. He went through a little brook and he stooped down into the brook and the Bible said he chose five smooth stones and he put them in his shepherd's pouch. And he walked up to Goliath and said, you come to me with a sword and a spear, but I come to you in the name of the Lord. And he took one of those little stones and he put it in a rag. And he began to swirl the stone around. And the little stone said, I start getting dizzy. But about that time, he let go of the rag and the stone was propelled out of the rag and it hit the forehead of Goliath and Goliath went down to the ground. Let me tell you about stones when they begin to praise him. If you won't praise him, the rocks are going to praise him. And you got to come back next week to find out about all the stones that appraise him. But what I came to tell you today is that the Lord hath need of your praise. But if you won't praise him, he's going to find somebody that will.